God hath spoken once, and twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. God hath spoken once, and twice have I heard this. He's adding emphasis that power belongs, power belongeth unto God. And that repetition or that declaration that he had heard the thing repeated is designed to give emphasis to what was said and to call attention to it as particularly worthy of notice. And the truth is tonight that what God has once spoken will stand forever. His word is irreversible. His word is immutable. You cannot change it. It is firm. It is sure. It is unalterable. And I'm going to say tonight that God does not repent. He does not repent. He cannot lie. And neither will he alter the thing that has gone out of his lips. And therefore his word is to be trusted tonight. Amen. God, we thank you for the opportunity to come into this place tonight. I am but clay tonight, God. I am nothing without you, God. I am going to trust in you tonight. I pray, God, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost to settle upon us tonight. I pray, God, for that anointing, God, of the elders that have gone on before me tonight to come upon me today. I pray, God, for the anointing of the prophets of old, God, and the word of God to come upon me tonight. I pray, God, for the anointing that was upon the congregation of Israel in the Old Testament, God. I pray that that anointing would come upon the congregation of Abundant Life Center tonight to hear and to receive and to respond to the Word of God. I pray, God, that there would be that engagement with the Word of God, the interaction with the Word of God. I pray, Lord, that the Word of God would go forth and it would fall upon good ground tonight. I pray, God, that there would be victories that would be won in the house of God tonight. I pray, God, that there would be deliverance that takes place in this house tonight, God. We put all, we put all of our trust in you, God. We cannot make it on our own. We need the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, Jesus. And we'll not fail to give you glory and honor. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord, by faith. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. It's great to be back in the house of the Lord and to see all the wonderful faces. Always, always, always a delight. Amen. To see my friends and of ours with us. I love. I love you both. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is doing some great things here in Abundant Life Center. And I'm just thankful to, uh, so to speak, be along for the ride. To see what God is doing, what God has done. Uh, This is a message I've preached before a few times. Um, I think I preached it sometime last year, maybe earlier this year. Uh, But there are messages that... Uh, God would invite us to go back to from time to time and to hear them again. Uh, There's a whole lot of powers in this world uh, that you and I can be faced with, whether it be a force or a power at our jobs, uh, people that have influence 
in our corporate in the corporate world or whatever organization you're a part of. There's people that have power, and you know if you rub shoulders with the right individuals at your job, they can have some influence in your life, and they can help your life to be a whole lot easier. Others can make your life be a whole lot more difficult. Uh, there's powers in your job that you are faced with. Uh, on a more broad scale, there's militaristic powers that uh, the world has to contend with. Uh, the United States is uh, very hesitant, as many as are many uh, countries in this world, to uh, go to bat against the Chinese or against the Russians or against the United States. Those are the superpowers in the world, and everybody will try to jockey for a position to uh, to get either on Mr. Vladimir Putin's good side or Xi Jinping's side or, or President Donald Trump's side to sort of uh, uh, court their favor and to win over their, uh, their influence and their uh, – their blessings in their countries. Uh, you see nearly every week somebody new coming in and out of the White House trying to build relationships with uh, the power that is uh, at work in this country. And so there's political powers as well. There's also uh, legal powers. If any of you have at any time in your life been in a uh, legal situation, you realize Oftentimes the powerlessness that you experience, you you can experience some powerlessness because you understand there's a judge and there's an, um, there's some attorneys and their word is law and, and they have great influence. And you want to make sure that you're addressing the judge every time you talk to him as, yes, your honor, yes, your honor. And you're making sure that you're dressed appropriately when you go into the courthouse and you understand the the, the legal powers that are at influ- that are at play. In the world around us. And there are also, as we're going to talk about tonight, spiritual powers that are uh, in play here tonight. There's spiritual powers that are uh, there. They are trying to uh, make plays, if you will, tonight for this church. They're trying to make plays for your your mind, and your heart and for your families. Uh, the political power is authority held by a group within a society that allows for the administration of public resources and and they implement policies for society. We talked about the president. There's Congress as a local mayor. The military powers we mentioned a moment ago uh, consist in the resources that a nation state can mobilize uh, against another nation, North Korea, Russia, China, United States. Legal power, the Supreme Court, uh, the court, the local uh, courthouse, the county courthouse. But Daniel chapter 2 and verse 21 begins to give us some more insight into who really truly holds uh, supreme power. And Daniel 2 and 21 says, He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. It is the king of kings. It is the Lord of lords. It is the God that we serve that truly is the one that puts people in their proper place. He's the one that sets the stars in their orbit, he controls the galaxies. Amen. He he controls time, space, matter. He controls all things that are around us tonight. And we've got to understand that when we get in contact with God and we allow the Holy Ghost to reside within us, we allow the Spirit of God to work inside of us. Amen. We get that power of God working on the inside of us. It's the power that removes kings and sets up kings. It's the power, amen, that is wisdom to the wise. It's the power, amen, that is knowledge to them that had no understanding. 
the term authority. The term authority is often used for power perceived as legitimate by a social structure. And sometimes we allow the devil to exert authority over our lives because we perceive his power as legitimate. The authority that the enemy would try to place in your lives is only legitimate because you perceive it to be legitimate. Because oftentimes you have not yet to fully grasp the the hold of the power that worketh in us like the Bible says. Amen. It's that treasured earthen vessels, Brother Darren, that the Bible begins to talk about. It's the power that worketh in us. And it is a power that far supersedes any other power in this world. Amen. You can uh, you can experience all sorts of things that would come against you as you as you begin to set your face toward the house of God. You begin to make up your mind. You begin to determine. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to I'm going to walk uprightly before Him. I'm going to serve the Lord. And when you make up your mind to live for God, to walk with God, to go forward, to go higher, you begin to come up against the powers in this world, the principalities and the powers powers of hell and the thing the kingdoms of darkness and they would begin to come against you but I want to remind you tonight that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world amen all power belongs to God amen there's no reason why we should live in a place in a constant state of defeat there's no reason why the people of God should walk into the house of God with their heads hanging low Amen. And their shoulders, their hands kind of scraping the floor. They're walking so low. They're so discouraged. Amen. But I want to remind you tonight that power belongs to God. Amen. The church of the living God, it is a victorious church. In spite of what the enemy might tell you. In spite of the doubts and the lies and the fears of hell. Amen. Power belongs to God tonight. Hallelujah. He is the only potentate. He is omnipotent. Amen. All else is characterized by impotence. He has supreme power. He sits high upon the throne. Amen. The Bible says in the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and His train filled the temple, and around it stood the seraphims. Amen. I want to tell you that train that filled the temple like a bride walking down their runway, and her train begins to drag behind her. The Bible says that the train of the Lord filled the temple. It was the longest train you ever did see. And that train symbolized the victories that had been won by the King of Kings. Amen. A victory that had been won every time the Lord went to fight a battle and he won one more battle. He added to that train and it got a little bit longer. He walked some more, defeated some more devils. The train got a little bit longer. Amen. As long as you're walking with the Lord, you're on the right side. Amen. You're on the victorious side. Amen. If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, let's clap our hands unto the Lord and give Him praise. song that says no matter what the weapon is I want you to know that I win no matter what the weapon is I want you to know that I win 
no matter what is, no matter what weapons are formed against us, amen, they're not going to prosper, amen, because Jesus Christ is the only supreme potentate. He's the Lord of this church. He's the God of this house. He's in charge. I'm only an under shepherd, under the great shepherd, under the I am that I am. Hallelujah. I'm just, amen, I'm just a part of God's plan. And I want to get under that umbrella of authority because I want that power to flow down because I don't want this to ever be Nathan Camarena's church. I want it to be Jesus Christ's church. Amen. I'm nothing without him. If we can have him in the middle of every service, amen, there will be Holy Ghost all pouring. The waters of baptism will be troubled and God will have his way. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we worship him right now? Right now in this place. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I give you praise. I give you worship. I give you glory and honor tonight. Hallelujah. One of the things that happens when you begin to praise him. Amen. You wonder why does pastor always say lift your hands and praise the Lord. Close your eyes and praise the Lord. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. Because what happens is when you begin to praise him. And in the process of praising him. You're lifting him up. Your eyes are being placed upon him. And as you begin to look higher. As you begin to ascend higher into his presence. The problems that were all around you. They begin to become smaller. They begin to become insignificant. And you realize as I'm praising him. As I'm singing about the goodness of Jesus. I'm looking down at my addictions. I'm looking down at my faults. I'm looking down at the troubles around me. And I'm beginning to realize it ain't nothing for him. It ain't nothing too hard for God. Hallelujah. The angel of the Lord told Abraham, is there anything that's too hard for him? Is there anything that's too hard for him? Hallelujah. There's nothing that is too hard for him. He has all power. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 2, 9 through 10 says, For in Him, that's talking about Jesus, in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead. Hallelujah. Bodily. In Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. Amen. Jesus Christ is the head of of all principality and power. He is the head of all power. Amen. The great powers that you're up against in your world, whether it be a judge, amen, whether it be the mayor of the local town, whether it be the CEO of your job, whatever it would be, Jesus Christ is on top of that. He's in control of that. That's why you can walk into your job and you can be take hold of the spirits of hell. And you can go to your job and say, I bind every spirit of hell in this company. I loosen the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray God for an opportunity to witness to somebody. I pray God for boldness. I pray God for courage and for boldness. Because you're praying to a force that's far beyond, that far supersedes any local jurisdiction. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. He said in Matthew chapter 28 and 18, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. That means, Sister Kim, if he's got all power, the devil ain't got no power. If he said, I got all power, that means the devil's got no power. Because if he's got it all in his hand, the devil's got nothing. Amen. It's an illegitimate power. It's an illegitimate harsh. And as long as you listen to him, amen, you're going to be bound, amen, by all sorts of nonsense. All power. Webster says that power is the faculty of moving or of producing a change in something. It is ability. It is strength. Amen. Power may exist without exertion. In other words, we have power to speak when we are silent. Just because it seems that God hasn't already moved in your life up to this point does not make him powerless. Just because God did not respond how and when you thought he should does not make him powerless. It simply means that he is an all-knowing God. It simply means that he knows the end from the beginning. And he knows if I answer that prayer right now, you're not going to be ready for that answered prayer. So honey, I've got to work on your heart. I've got to work on your mind. I've got to work on your attitude. I've got to work on your countenance. So that when you come face to face with answered prayers, you're ready. Amen. God is omnipotent and he's also omniscient. He's got all knowledge, all understanding. He's the one that gives wisdom to the wise. Hallelujah. He gives ability to the strong. It's all in his hands. It's all in his hands. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might. And in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. First Chronicles 29 and 12. Hallelujah. Riches and honor come of thee. Thou reignest over them all, and in thine hand is power and might. Nahum 1 and 3 said, The Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm, and all the clouds of the dust of his feet. Amen. I'm going to tell you, when you think God is powerless, when you think I'm going through a storm, when you think I'm going through a trial, where is God? I'm going to tell you sometimes God's in the wind, and sometimes God's in the storm. Because trying to purify some things out of us, we wonder, God, where are you? My family's falling apart. Oh, God, I feel like I'm losing out with you, God. God, I'm going through the trial of my life, the trial of my faith, God. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to produce some gold if you allow the God that has all power to uphold you in his mighty hand when you don't know where God is. When you don't know where your strength comes from. Amen. If you wait upon the Lord. And you put your eyes upon Him. And you trust in Him. And never doubt. Amen. The song says, work it out. He'll work it out. He'll work it out. He's in the wind. He's in the storm. He has all power. He's got all power.
when you wonder what's going on, when you wonder, is God in control? Is God in charge? He is. He is. He is. When we first came out here, and I've told this a lot of times, when we first came out here, I sold our house in Fremont, thinking we'd be able to commute to my, I'd be able to commute to my job in um, uh, Pleasant Hill, a little bit away away from Walnut Creek. Sold our house. We're going to move to Lathrop. I'll just commute and deal with the hardness. After the house sale went through, there's no going back. Sister Terry, I lost my job. I got called into HR and said, thank you for your service to the company. We're restructuring. We're going to cut your whole department. Have a great life. Sometimes we, we give so much loyalty to our employers. And this is not a poke at employers. But you got to realize where your loyalty shall lie. Amen. Because as long as you're loyal, what happens when you get laid off or you get fired or, or separated from your job and, and you've been, you've been uh, being so loyal to, the, to your job and you've been forgetting about God and all of a sudden, hey, God, I need a hand. But my loyalties, I said, God, you're going to be number one and, and we're going to make it work somehow. And in the, in the midst of, amen, starting out here, late, coming back to Lathrop and selling our house and losing my job, living with my parents, amen, a 30-some-year-old man with, the, with my wife, living in the back of my parents' house, wondering, what is in, what's going on? Is God in charge? Does God know what I'm dealing with? Amen, this is hurting my pride. Amen, I don't want to have to go back and live with mom and dad. I should be able to make my own way in life. I'm a grown man. Here I am, God, I'll go call mom and dad, say, help me to... Help me. I need somewhere to live. I don't have a job. And, and, and I, I just cannot make it right now. And in the midst of that, I begin to wonder, is God in charge? Is God in control? Does God see what I'm going through? Does God know what I'm dealing with? But I'm going to tell you, God was working something out far better than I could imagine. Amen. God was working behind the scenes. Amen. He was so that my job. They gave me three months severance as we started out here in Lathrop. And for a short few months, I was full-time pastor. Amen. My old job was sending me money check after check. And I was able to just get going here and then get the work of God going. And God was able to make a way. And when it all was said and done, my old job rehired me closer to home, was able to buy a house. I'm going to tell you, God knew that all along. Amen. When you wonder, where is God? What is he doing? Amen. Where is God in all of this chaos and confusion? If you learn to walk by faith, if you learn to trust in him, how many times in those several months did I see God? I understand. I don't know what's going on, but I'm walking with you, God.
right decisions. God, I hope that they're doing the right thing. And we're going to have to go back to square number one. In the beginning, God, I dedicated my babies to you. I put them in your hands. God, you've got all power. I'm praying you keep your hands upon my babies. I'm praying you keep your hands upon my kids. Help them, God, to live for you. They're in the hands of God. And we're going to have to learn to trust in Him that He knows how to work it out for our good. Hallelujah. My parents did the same thing for me. Those years, those times, those months when I was wandering away from God. Amen. Those, those that time of my life, my parents were at home and they were weeping before God. They were crying before God. They said, God, I put them in your hands. God, I put him in your hands. He's in your hands. God, keep him. You've got all power. Hallelujah. So I ask you tonight, what situations, amen, are you dealing with tonight that you need to put it in the master's hands? What situations are you dealing with tonight that you need to say, God, I'm putting it in your hands. I'm giving you my problems. I'm giving you my worries. I'm giving you my fears. I'm giving you my concerns. Amen. All power belongs to God. All power belongs to God. Psalm 121 and verse 3. Let's just know that God is not asleep at the wheel. Amen. I've heard one of... uh, the guys I went to school with some years ago on the freeway, I think it was the Interstate 5 here, late at night, driving by himself, and could not make it any further, fell asleep at the wheel. Happened to be right next to a big rig semi. His car went straight underneath, chopped the top of that car off. Because when he had fell asleep, he actually fell over. It didn't cut his head off, but it gave him so many scars on his face that it took months for him to heal. God is not asleep at the wheel. And even in that man's life, God saved him. God kept his hand upon him. You may be asleep at the wheel, but God's not asleep at the wheel. Amen. The Bible says, He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel or the people of God shall neither slumber nor sleep. Amen. God is not uh, on some faraway distant vacation. You're up here at an altar crying out to God saying, God, help me. God, I want you to I want to know if you're real or not. I want to see a miracle. God, this, God, that. God is not on vacation when you're up here at an altar. God's not sleeping because he's working all night taking care of the church down the road. Amen. The Bible says he does not slumber nor sleep. Amen. The eyes of the Lord are upon the people of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let the situation or your environment steal your faith. Don't let the situation around you steal.
instill your faith. I want to tell you in full transparency, I came here tonight, amen, distraught in my spirit. Amen, God. Amen, I felt like I was on top of the world on Sunday. Amen, what a great Sunday we had here in church. Amen, we had 68 people in the house of God. This place was packed. There was no room to sit anymore. God is doing a great work. We went over to San Jose and we preached over there in First Church. And it was a great time. There was a great altar. But I'm going to tell you, amen, just like Elijah, amen, after he was doing this, uh, working for God, and he came down the mountain. Sometimes when you get out of church, the devil knocks you with a sledgehammer. And you think, well, I'm not feeling good. And here comes Thursday morning. Hey, wake up, Buster. You still got this. And you still got that. And you're thinking, man. But I'm going to tell you, the Bible says, amen, that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Amen. The Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift that is in thee. There's got to be that level. When I come to the house of God, I may be discouraged. I may be distraught. I may be downtrodden. The devil may have beat me up, but I'm here. And while I'm here, I'm going to stir myself up in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to encourage myself. And if I could for a moment, let me encourage the church tonight. This is God's church. God's in charge. The devil's not in charge. The devil's got no power. He's got all power. All power. All power. All power. Hallelujah. Can we stand to our feet in this place? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want us to lift our hands tonight. I want us to lift our hands. I want us to lift our voice. And I want us to begin to praise Him. To begin to worship the Lord. To begin to magnify Him. Come on, I want you to lift Him up right now. I want you to lift Him up. Come on, this altar is open. Come on, I want you to come out from where you are. 